Good morning, I'm Erica Allen. Thanks for joining us for Horizon at Home. I'm a pastor here at Horizon and we're continuing our series, Relationship Reset. You can't have a conversation about resetting a relationship and not talk about love. And this week, as I wrestled with God, as I was like, God, what in the world is love and how do we talk about it? And what in the world does it do to reset? I feel like God like literally reminded me of a moment in my life where I felt deeply loved and it reset everything. As a senior in high school, I had applied for a bunch of scholarships. And it was that time of year when one by one by one by one, the letters were rolling in, letting me know that I had not received any of the scholarships that I had applied for. I was feeling really bummed out about it. Like I just felt like I wasn't worthy or good enough. I didn't understand like why this was happening to me. You know, I just had all this like teenage angst about it. And I I was raised by a single mom, but my mom remarried when I was a teenager. And I guess my stepdad like recognized that I was really struggling with this. Like I wasn't myself around the house. And I remember he sat me down and he's like, what's going on? And I, I told him, I was like, I just don't feel worthy. I don't feel like I'm, I'm good enough. And I remember he, he, he sat down And he looked me right in the face and he was like, Erica, you've got to figure this out. Your worth will never be defined by scholarship. Your worth will not be defined by any acceptance letter to whatever colleges you're applying to right now. When you graduate from those colleges, your worth will not be defined by a job. Your worth is defined by the fact that that God loves you and you are God's and you have got to figure out how to rest in that. He was telling me this as a guy who just two years before that had given his life to Jesus and he had felt like God had said to him, I am yours and you are mine. And he tells me that. And And you know what? I was 17 years old and I should have said thank you and I should have like listened to that and recognized that someone twice my age might actually know a thing or two about life. But instead, I looked at him right in his face and I said, you have no idea what I'm dealing with. But I looked him right in the face and I said, you have no idea what I'm dealing with. And he was like, I know, I get it. A couple weeks later, I was at this huge celebration that the high school that I went to would do every single year. All the seniors in our graduating class that earned scholarships got to be introduced in front of the entire school. We packed in the, in the gym and everybody cheered every time someone walked across the stage and received this fake check of like their scholarship in the envelope. I had already recognized that that day was going to be pretty terrible because I was going to get to sit in the crowd and not get to go across the stage. But much to my surprise, in the middle of the day, they called my name, Erica Jane Little. That was my name at the time. Erica Jane Little, $5,000 Salem Electric Company Scholarship. And I stood up and I was like floored. I had no idea I had earned the scholarship. I shook the principal's hand and I went and sat down in my chair. Sam Electric Company is a company that my stepdad worked for for 25 years. He literally went to work the day after he graduated from high school and he had worked there every single day being paid by the hour for 24 years. And I was handed that check 
and I went back to my seat, just absolutely like proud of myself. I did get to be introduced. I did get to be cheered on. It was just such a magical moment in my life. I went home that day and I told my stepdad, I was like, did you know that I was going to get this scholarship? He said, yeah, I know. I knew you were going to get it. And I said, hey, do you mind if I call your, call the owner of the company and just say, hey, thank you for selecting me. And my stepdad was like, I, I think that's a great idea. You should do that. And so he gives me the guy's name and his number, and I call him the next day. And I'm on the phone with him, and I said, Hi, I'm Erica Jane Little, and your company awarded me a $5,000 scholarship. And I just wanted to call and say, Thank you so much for giving me that scholarship. And he said, Oh, I'm so glad you called me. Thank you for calling me. I need to tell you about this scholarship. He said, Your stepdad, who gets paid by the hour, took a morning off of work and asked to meet with me in my office. The guy's worked for me for 24 years, so I thought, I'll make time and meet with this guy. He said he came in to my, room, to my office, he sat in a chair across from me at my desk, and he said, my daughter has been denied every single scholarship that she applied for, and I would like you, if you have to dock my pay, would you create a Salem Electric scholarship, and would you consider giving it to my daughter? And the guy said, I was like, you don't have to dock your pay, dude. Like, I'll figure out how to get her. Our company would be honored to give her a scholarship. In fact, we should do this for lots of of seniors. And he said, so I want you to know you're the first ever recipient of this scholarship. And we're going to make sure that lots of seniors every single year from now on out get awarded a scholarship from our company. My stepdad, who went to work the day after he graduated from high school, who clawed himself out of every single hole that he'd ever found himself in, who had never, ever asked anybody for help, and who'd helped every person in the community that I was raised wire or do anything they needed to when it came to electrician, had never, ever asked for help, sat down across the desk from the man who owned the company that had hired him for 24 years, and he asked him to give me something that I did not deserve. And I felt so very loved. I grew up without a dad and I had longed for the moments for for some guy to show up and bring me flowers at my last volleyball game. I had dreamed of the moment that somebody would walk me down the aisle. I had dreamed of all of those moments. I had made this idea in my head of what love from a dad really looked like. And in that moment, I realized that love was taking this risky, bold action. That guy could have looked across his desk and said, no, sir, we're not giving your daughter a scholarship. And instead, he sat there And he looked at the boss that gave him a job 24 years ago. And he said, would you please give my daughter something she maybe doesn't deserve, but I think she deserves. That is what love is. It takes risky and bold actions. It tells you that you're worthy and at the same time works on finding ways for you to figure out how worthy you are. Maybe some of you watching this morning can think of those moments in your own life. Where, where love seems like this, this idea that you want to talk about, this idea that we read about or hear about in movies. It's all these other things, right? But, but when it gets down to it, love is this really bold, risky action. 
And folks, there's a reason that us Christians talk about love all the time. It's because God knows that love, that bold, risky action on behalf of somebody and something that doesn't deserve it is what changes the entire course of the world. And if you hear me say nothing else, I want you to know that in the exact same way that my stepdad asked for something that day that I didn't deserve, Jesus has given you something you don't deserve. He's given you grace and forgiveness and love, and it will change everything. And if we forget about that, if we forget about that, We are not living with the power, the power that God has given us to change the world, to reset our relationships with everyone in the world. Paul is a pastor of this church over 2,000 years ago. These people who were, were absolutely like, all these people are living in darkness, Paul. What do we do? We don't know what we're doing anymore. And Paul tells him this. In a world that, that's crushed and worried about where their next paycheck is going to come from, in a world where they're scared to death of disease, in a world torn apart by racism and a million other things that could divide them, in a world politically that could not agree, like we do not agree with what the government is doing right now and we're just going to argue about it and fuss about it. In this world, Paul says this to them. He says, what this world needs is love. And you all know what love looks like because we follow a Jesus who loved us, who's given us love and grace that we do not deserve. And he reminds them of this. He says in 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verse 4, he says, love is patient. It is patient right in this very moment. Love is kind. It does not envy It doesn't boast. It is not proud. It does not dishonor others. It is not self-seeking. It is not easily angered. It keeps no record of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil, but it rejoices with the truth. Listen to this. It always protects. It always trusts. It always hopes it always perseveres. The very last verse in this, in this chapter, it says, Now these three remain, faith, hope, and love. But the greatest of these is love. Because love is a bold and risky action. And Paul says, Paul tells this church, these, these new people who are following Jesus, he says to them, love will change everything. It is a bold and risky action that changes everything. So I think there are just three things that Paul reminds us of about the love of Jesus that we can, we can put into action today. And I think it's going to help us reset our relationships with people who we don't agree with, with people who are scared, with people who are walking in darkness, with people that live in our house. It, I believe this is going to change everything today. Love is patient. Love is kind. Love slows us down. It slows us down. If you are living your life just absolutely in this rat race, if you are tired and you are always thinking of what's the next thing you are going to do, you're probably not getting a lot of opportunity to take bold and risky action to love somebody else. Love slows us down. It slows us down. Love is patient. Love is kind. It slows us down. 
It doesn't envy. It doesn't boast. It isn't proud. It doesn't dishonor others. It's not self-seeking. It's not easily angered. It keeps no record of wrongs. Love does not delight in evil, but rejoices in truth. All of these things that love is not is rooted in us wanting to fix everybody and everything else. Love doesn't fix. It just is. It is a decision every day to boldly risk something for someone else to get something they don't deserve. Love doesn't fix everybody around us. If your relationships need a reset, try being patient and kind. Try empathizing or caring about somebody else and and let go of trying to fix them or make them believe or think or do what you want them to do. Love doesn't fix everything. It doesn't try to fix someone else. Love just is. We're just present with someone else. We take a bold, that, like that's bold and risky. If you want to take a bold and risky action, sit with somebody you don't, you don't agree with and don't try to convince them to, to agree with you, but just sit with them for a few moments. And the last thing is that love focuses on the things that really matter. Faith, hope, love, those things really matter, but the greatest is love because it takes bold and risky action every single day. It protects, it trusts, it hopes, it perseveres. Love knows about the important things. If your relationship needs a reset, do this. Take the bold and risky action to figure out what actually matters in life and what it actually is you're spending time on every single day. I bet if you'll slow down, I bet if you'll focus on just being present and not fixing everybody and everything around you, I bet if you just take a moment to focus on what really matters, that you'll begin to see your relationships reset. Because I think we have this idea that love is this fluffy like dozen of roses that's given to you at just the perfect moment, and it's not. It's a bold and risky action given to you in ways that you don't deserve every single day. I heard a quote this week that I used to be afraid of failing at some things that really matter. I used to be afraid of failing at some things that really matter. I bet if you really realize how much your relationships in your life needs a reset, it's because you're afraid of failing at some things that really matter. And I want you to hear this last part of this quote. Now, now I'm afraid of succeeding at things that don't matter. Love takes the bold, risky action of resetting of, of slowing down, of trying not to fix everything and everybody else, and of taking the time to focus on the things that really matter. There is somebody today who needs you to shine light and ignite change. There's probably somebody in your house. There's somebody that you've disagreed with on Facebook or social media. There's someone who's made you angry at work. There is someone who deserves love, some bold and risky action on your part that they don't deserve. And you can do that because that's the best way for us to follow Jesus. We can believe in him faith. We can hope in what it is he's gonna do. But the greatest is love 
taking a bold and risky action on the behalf of Jesus for, for something somebody doesn't deserve right now, today. There's somebody in your life who deserves this. And I want you to listen to me really close. I need you to hear what my stepdad told me a long time ago, and it's the truest thing I've ever heard. You may not believe this right now, but you are worthy and you are loved. And in the same way that my stepdad sat in a chair and took a bold risk on my behalf for something I didn't really deserve, Jesus has taken a bold risk. He went to the cross to give you grace. He rose again so that we may actually know that love is going to win the day. That there is a reward for these bold and risky actions. And you, my friend, you are worth it to God. Let's start living like it. Let's take some bold and risky actions right now so that other people will know how loved they are. Our world is hungry for it. I love you guys. God loves you. And it's time we shine light and ignite change by loving the people around us. Amen.